boom, 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 Shout out to North Carolina Central University. Y'all make sure y'all watch this episode. We're going to break down a lot of stuff from 1040 break to Chicken Wednesday to homecoming. homecoming. It's going down. North Carolina Central, we love you. There's no place like home. You are listening to Just Another Podcast. Contact us directly at Just Another Podcast Live at gmail.com. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Podcast. I'm your boy, Will. And I'm your boy, Daryl. So today, you know, um, we have another exciting episode for, uh, for you all. And so, Daryl, I see you have on your uh, NCCU Alphas uh, hood, uh, crew. Now, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, man. So y'all already know, man. North Carolina Central University. Me and Will. I think, was this homecoming or was this just because? I don't know. I think it was just because. Bro, so we all, we stayed flexing, so. North Carolina Central, shout out to the Gamma Beta chapter Listen, of Alpha Phi Incorporated. Um, so we got these crew decks made back in back in the day. Um, selfishly, we got everybody, we didn't tell everybody, y'all. <laughs> and we, they we, was mad. We, but I will say this, shout out to my 19 line brothers, but it is almost impossible to get them on one accord, okay? <laughs> Once we once we came out to the world, we couldn't get on one accord after that. So um <laughs> shout out to them. But me and Will did flex with the with the with the crew next, bro. So before we get into anything serious, let's talk about food, right? Um, so I'll let you talk about your, your food experience today. I saw you over there with the greasy lips. But let me tell you, <laughs> I realized today, and this is serious. Do y'all got little Caesars up north? Yeah, we do. We do. Okay. So let me tell y'all this. Let's ignore the fact that I should have known better. Okay. But I mm-hmm. I went to Little Caesars today. Let me say first off, Facebook's ads do work. I seen an ad and I was like, hmm, I live in a small <laughs> town. I stay in Eden, North Carolina. Shout out to Tabitha Brown. That's where she's from. Um, so I was like, let me go to Little Caesars. And I found out that Little Caesars should be ashamed. They are mistreating and killing baby chickens. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Listen. Wait, back up. Listen, I got the smallest chicken wings <laughs> I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. And, and let me say this, they were disabled chickens too, because half the bones was cracked. <laughs> Bro, I've never been so disrespected. <laughs> The chicken, man, the chicken wings are so small, bro. They was about the size of a, a Apple block that you charge your phone with. So if you, if you're not listening to this, if you're not watching this on YouTube, just think of the little white block. That's what oh these chicken wings goodness. look like. You bite into them, they stabbing you in the lip with the broke bones. So little Caesars, y'all, hey, 
we need to counsel them, bro. They out here disrespecting people, giving people little chicken wings, and I don't appreciate it. So that's just no. So my experience today. So talking about food, so a couple of days ago, Ashley and I decided that we wanted to order um, some Chipotle, right? And so it's a new Chipotle that just got built not too far uh, from us. But you know, uh, like most nights, I had to get my workout in. And she was like, do you want me to just order it? So by the time you get done, it'll be here. I'm like, great, bruh. Now, you know, when you go to Chipotle, like they, they give you that little, that little bit of uh, rice and a little bit of uh, beans, right? You know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty healthy guy. You know, I like, like a little bit extra. I kid you not, bruh. This, this burrito came and it looked like, like you ever been to um, like a restaurant and they have a child's menu? Yeah. Bruh, it was about like a regular burrito is about this big. This burrito is about this big. I felt I have never felt so disrespected in my life. Taco Tuesday, bruh. And, and so, you know, me being who I am, I proceed to go up there. And this lady just looked at me in utter amazement, like, I, I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, ma'am, would, would, would this fill you up? And I proceeded to have a whole conversation with her about the disrespect I felt over how small this burrito was and how disrespected I felt as a customer. Now, did you watch her make it though? No. Okay. So how did that work? They don't they don't make it in front of you? No, so when I went back, they made it. But I, oh, I, you said I thought you were saying, did you did I watch her make it uh like the first time? Yeah, the first time. No, nah, they we you call up on Grubhub and you just put in your mm. order and they make it and just deliver it. Oh, okay. So you you got it delivered and you went back. I did. But you can't, <laughs> but you couldn't go to start with. Let's talk, let's let's talk about the bouginess of ordering Grubhub, being completely capable of going and only going because you're upset. It didn't fit, it didn't fit my schedule. I had to get my workout and I wanted to eat right afterwards. But you found a way to be upset and go. Hey, sir, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Hey, I, I rocks with Chipotle. So this, this, is what I, this is a little, I'm, I'm, I'm changing my life. You know, I'm about to get in shape. But this is a big person tip. I like to do the bowls. And I get the tortilla just laid in the bottom. They put all the stuff. They don't even close. But it's, <laughs> if you like that tortilla taste, you can tear and eat, tear and eat. And then once you, or you can eat out the middle. Once you get it halfway down, you can close it up. And (laughs) if you, I know some of our listeners, I know y'all know I'm from Eastern North Carolina. Everybody don't know what Chipotle is, but if you ever get a chance, God put a blessing on a place called Chipotle. (laughs) And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It is. It is pretty delicious. So you got your lips shining. So tell us what you eat today. All right. So. If y'all know me, y'all know I love ribs. Ribs are the reason why I still don't have abs. I've been trying to get them for about six years now, but uh, my love for ribs won't let me be great. So I have this new recipe of ribs, y'all. So go ahead and share it with the world. So first you take, first of all, you get you some baby back ribs, right? You clean it, cut off um, the little fatty pieces, and then you season it and marinate it. I ain't gonna tell you all my spices, you know, it's a secret. And then you let it sit for about an hour and 32 minutes. It's important, that hour and 32 minutes. At that point, you turn your oven on to 250, wrap the ribs in aluminum foil, make sure all sides are covered, and you sit in there for four hours. At the four-hour marker, you take your uh, um, your barbecue sauce, you know, depending on what you like. I like um, 
honey barbecue sauce by uh, Sweet Baby Ray's. And, you know, you add a couple of things of seasoning to it and you go ahead and lather it on there, cover it back up, put it back in the oven for another like two, three hours. At that point, you take it out, you uh, roll the aluminum foil out. You don't take it off completely. You just roll it to the side and you sit it back in there for about another like hour, hour and a half. And at that point, it's, I'm talking about it's just falling off the bone. So today, because I didn't have no sides, I was like, hmm, let me make a sandwich. So I took a piece of um, potato bread, cut it in half, toasted it just a little bit, and lathered just a little bit of um, butter on it, you know, just to get that, that nice little crispy taste. You know, pulled the um, the ribs off the bone, layered it on there, hit it with about two um, streaks of um, Sweet Baby Ray's. Mm, delicious. Now, is that that same bread I seen on Instagram that y'all was making French toast with? Nah, this is like that huge bread. Nah, that was challah bread. That might be good with it too now, now that you said something. Mm. Uh, do, you, do you make ribs a lot? Not really. I had to, to cut back. I was getting a little bit bigger than I, I wanted to. So I, I try to eat ribs, you know, once every other month now. Right. And then I know a lot of y'all listening, y'all ain't really enjoyed my Will workout impersonation. <laughs> That's why he don't have abs, because he will do that, do all those crazy exercises, and we would go to, like, uh, Golden Corral and get to go and get about two steaks. Golden Corral. Bro, we have to tell the story about Golden Corral. Bro, so let me let me say, when you, when you are, you have to celebrate on the level that you are on, right? Mm-hmm. That's important, right? So before y'all judge us, know that... <laughs> <laughs> we were college students, right? We were on four college students. Four college students on fixed incomes. In some way, somehow, we decided that in order to celebrate great accomplishments of our lives, we would go to Golden Corral. And it was interesting too, because it was like I would get a call from Daryl. I would call Daryl and, and it would just be like, bro, what you doing? Nothing. Meet me at Corral in about 15 minutes. And that was the that was inside that, you know, something important just happened in our lives. And we did that for how many years? Like bro, four, two, probably about one or two too many. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I'm embarrassed. I don't even go to well, pandemic. I don't even know if they still did they go bankrupt. Yeah. I don't know. You know, one of my fondest memories, it was when you got into uh Carolina. And we went uh, to Golden Corral. And like, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with Golden Corral, it's just like a regular buffet. But I love, I love chicken. I also love, I also love, you know, dipping my fruit in chocolate. So I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, but I took a fried chicken leg and dipped it in the chocolate fountain and proceeded to eat it. This might've been the most disgusting thing that I've ever had in my life. But in theory, I thought it was going to be so good. Ah, good times. Come on now, this man thought he was at the melting pot. <laughs> I, and I've never eaten at the melting pot. For, so so for, for those of you who've heard it, just for something I could never afford when I was in college. Listen. I can't spend $100 to stick no fruit and crackers and cheese and chocolate. Have you? Did you ever go to the melting pot? I have not. I have not. Yeah, yeah. That was, so that, that was above my budget back in the day. Right. So shout out to Go to Corral, man. If y'all want to sponsor this podcast, you know, we were we were faithful. We were faithful, <laughs> man. 
You know what I'm saying? The macaroni and cheese, the ribs, now the wings, fried they chicken. They had uh, steak on Tuesdays? Bro. First of all, that's the reason. Where else can you go eat as much steak as you feel like? Good Bro, you know how much it would cost to get steak and ribs at a regular restaurant? Yeah. Golden Corral was holding us down. If you go on a, if you went on a weekend, you could get bacon, egg, you could get breakfast, everything. Mm. They had ju- you didn't even have to get a drink. You get some yeah. orange juice or something. That look so, sound about good right now. I know, bro. I'm and, trying they, to... <laughs> and they had the little, uh, they had the to, the to go, but you had to calculate it real carefully because you were charged by how much it weighed. And so it was like, all right, I want them ribs, but let me go ahead and take them off the bone because you know that bone add about a pound and a half. Yo, they, people are gonna be listening to this part like, yo, they are fat. <laughs> yo, this this podcast, bro. <laughs> The real bones, bro. I think they injected the real bones. No, they did because, like, they they were like literally like unusually large, like (laughs) real bones look like this. (laughs) Broke remote. (laughs) Don't make no sense to have no meat on them either. You trying to slip the bone out? Like, I don't need that. I'm not gonna eat that. Oh man, good good old times. times. Good Good times. times. There was a lot of good restaurants on that road. Backyard barbecue. Oh and that on the God. same? Yes. Oh man. But everybody called it the pit though. Nobody called it backyard barbecue. Oh really? And it was it was, but because remember, like there was an actual barbecue uh spot called the pit. And like everybody at Central from the time I got there in 2010 to the time I left in 2016, whenever they referred to backyard barbecue, they would call it the pit. And so when the pit actually came to uh Durham, like it was it just caused mass confusion. Bro, I always used to say I've never been to the pit. I didn't realize that it was a misnomer. Yeah, bro. Backyard barbecue was solid. Solid. And one of my personal favorites, but Daryl just did not think their food was that great, was the Q Shack. Bruh. The Q Shack was delicious. This is this is my overall opinion about food. Right? Especially. Because shout out to CJ Cutler, who I don't think is a great grill master. So we argue. <laughs> he's from, yeah, he's from what, Kansas gonna, City? You going to assault that man? Um, I got to. I got to. And he ain't going to know about it unless he was a good friend and he was listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. He he think he from Kansas City. He think he know what it means to barbecue, right? I'm a firm believer. Anything that's made well don't need sauce, right? Sauce is an enhancement. If you need the sauce to complete the dish, it ain't competition worthy. You should be able to eat it without the sauce. And so everything he made, he smothered it with sauce. I'm like, bro, you ain't no chef, bro. You ain't no chef. But man, we had some good times. Honestly, thinking about food, I would say, especially we kind of talked about the last episode, our HBCU experience, Mm -hmm. going to the calf was like a huge part of Mm. going to an HBCU. You know the one, and and so full disclosure uh, for those of you listening, prior to attending uh, North Carolina Central University, I attended Mankato State, which is a PWI in Southern Minnesota. And so I wasn't well-versed to the traditions or the cultural aspect of an HBCU. And so, you know, at my last school, my usual outfit 
would be some sweats, a hoodie, a, um, some socks, and a, a flip flop. But I remember when I got to Central, it was like if you weren't dressed in a three piece suit, like you weren't doing nothing. And there's nothing more synonymous with the HBCU like fried chicken Wednesday. Y'all. Bro, chicken when when I tell you guys, it was an experience like I've never experienced. First of all, I didn't know chicken meant so much to people. Listen, right? Mm. But it was almost not even about the food. It was. It had. It honestly, truthfully, it had nothing to do with the food. It was. Bro. It was a culture show. I mean, it was a fashion show. It was a step show. It was a DJ. Uh, I mean, you name it, you saw it on Chicken Wednesday. Bro, Chicken Wednesday, like, I remember the DJ being in there, people were strolling. That's when I first fell in love with, like, Greek life Mm. and, like, you know, you, and it's, like, it's funny because it's, like, it's just, like, TV. Like, when you think about Stomp the Yard and all those movies and you see these fraternity people over here and these sororities and you see the band crew and you see the athletes, it was just... Like, like that. that, and it was, and like you, you had to show up correct. Like it wasn't like, oh, you just thrown to the no, like because, and especially the way that our cap was set up, like the entryway was like almost like a stage, so you would see the uh the case come in with uh six inch heels on, the deltas come in looking great, the um the the good brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha, Kappas, Qs, I mean, you name it, people came correct. The fashion um, society came in and like literally people would have whole shows. And, and mind you, like when we say Chicken Wednesday, we're not talking about like, oh, seven o'clock at night or like six. No, we're talking about noon, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Right. Like if you if you have your stuff together, you might be hungry that day. Listen, I don't know. I'm a running there with my bonnet on. no. It was an experience. I mean, I've seen people literally go to Chicken Wednesday, enjoy themselves so much to the point where they realize they have to leave to go to class yeah. and they never even ate. I've, I know of people that have skipped class on purpose just so they can stay. But that actually brings up a new point, another point too. So one of the one of my fondest memories of Central was 1040 breaks. So there's this um old wise tale, like I don't we don't really know the true um the truthfulness to it, but there's this um there's a story that's been passed down by class to class that the founder of uh, North Carolina Central University, James E. Shepherd, died on a Tuesday or a Thursday at around 1040 um AM. And so on Tuesdays and Thursdays between 10, uh, 1040 and I think 1135, there are no classes um, and there are no like uh, faculty meetings. And so there was this huge like celebration called 1040 break and 1040 break was literally in all aspects of the word, like, uh, like a block party. Like, how would you, how would you describe it, Daryl? Bro, it's crazy. So let me tell you this. I, when I first came into Central, I didn't even live on campus, mm. right? 1040 break was such an experience that people were literally coming. Well, I'm talking about waking up in the morning. Mm. They might not even have class to the afternoon. Again, I'm waking talking about up, getting dressed. Get dressed. The it's kind of, it's like this. 
So 1040 break, if you want to, if you're not, if you haven't experienced the HBCU or even PWIs in Greek life, it's literally like stomp the yard where yeah. they were stomping and he was walking and he walked in the middle of their line. That's what it was like. The street blocked mm-hmm. off, people strolling, competitions, giving out prizes, food. I'm talking about vendors, y'all. Like, yeah. This was every Tuesday and Thursday. This was and we're, not, and, and we're not just talking about vendors of like different student organizations. No, they were like actual businesses in the community that would come out for this. Like this is how big it was. And I remember, like, I remember my entire time going through uh Central. Uh so I crossed um when when Dale and I crossed Alpha, um, it was my senior year. So I remember those 1040 breaks, my sophomore, junior. And even like the first part of my senior year, like going out there and like every, so every fraternity and every sorority, there's, there's a certain song that they're known for. And for the alphas, the song is uh, Down For My Ends by, uh, who's the, Lord, I don't forgot the name. Um, Bro, I'm Snoop Dogg. Hold on, now I gotta go look it up. I, I am embarrassed. Every alpha should shun me for this. Bro, C Murder, man. Featuring by C Murder. By C Murder. So every time you heard that, and you would just see like the alphas come out of everywhere and just start strolling. And I remember after we crossed, so first of all, a little known secret. I'm not going to say all of us, but some of us didn't know the actual stroll. But we knew this one thing called ice. And as soon as that song dropped, boy, we can't wait. The Capri version. Hey. Oh, man. Good times. Good times, man. Good. Bro, I remember the first 10, bro, the first 1040 break Mm. felt like the first game after we got drafted in the NBA. Mm. Like, it was, like, surreal, man. Mm. Like, I remember, and let's talk about this, too. So, I remember my experience mm. wanting to be an alpha, mm. right? And so, I came in, and, you know, I think for me, just the the level of excellence that I saw, just the, level, the possibilities and mentorships and connections mm. – we could probably have a whole episode on why I wanted to be alpha. Mm-hmm. But bro, I remember just sitting, watching, bro, like with one of my homegirls, Kiara. We used to watch them. She used to watch the Deltas. We was like, yo, one day. That's going to be I, us. Bro, and shout out to Reggie. This is the honest to God truth, if he's listening. So I was on SGA executive board, mm-hmm. right? I was like the assistant chief of staff under Jamal. Um, what was Jamal's last name? Troublefield. Jamal Troublefield. Shout out to Jamal. Bro, I was a, I was a pharmaceutical science major, and I could care less <laughs> about the student government association. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I knew? I knew that every year the president was an alpha. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I was like, bro. It's, it's so many roles you can take, but I said, okay. I was watching. I said, where where can I fit? I said, SGA. I know they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I joined SGA. Reggie, 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I used you. <laughs> you do serve the students, bro. <laughs> Care less, dog. I said I'm about to be an alpha. <laughs> bro, I was so nervous too because I, I remember I remember talking to Reggie about it. Mm-hmm. And bro, I almost missed out, bro. I was so nervous. Bro, I finally did it though, and it worked out. Mm. So shout out to Reggie McCrimmon again, two-time SGA president. Um, but bro, actually making it in. No, so yeah. you and I know you were talking about everybody not being able to stroll. Yeah, but I mean that's a that that that's another story. I, I ain't gonna put nobody <laughs> on blast. More so I'm not gonna put myself on blast, but yeah, that's another story. But in addition to 1040 breaks, one of my most fondest memories about attending an HBCUs was the football games. And for those of you who don't know some uh, don't know much about HBCU football games, and this is no shade, they have nothing to do with the football game. It's everything but. And like you know, we were blessed enough that you know we had a really good uh, team. Um, the few of the years that we were at Central, shout out to um, my back Jordan Reed Reed uh, Reed Options podcast. But and at the time he served as a quarterback, but just the experience, like especially uh on homecoming oh my god oh my god bro i'm willing to say that one of the most disappointing things about 2020 was the cancellation of hbcu homecoming and when i tell y'all we look forward to that event every single year listen and so talking about hbcu homecomings and talk about our homecoming experience specifically so if there's one thing you know about uh, HBCU homecoming is the food. I'm talking about food galore. And so Daryl and I being the individuals that we are, we literally plot out like where we're gonna go, at what time we're, get, what time we're getting to campus, where we're starting our excursions to where we're ending. Bro, I'm talking about y'all, it, we had a plan. So every major organization is tailgating, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so the way it is, it's a lot of people at homecoming, tens Mm -hmm. of thousands. And so you're separated. People are all over campus. Some of them nowhere near the football field, Mm -hmm. right? And so Alphas, we had our tailgate in the parking lot of the, what is it? Uh, The parking lot uh, by the bookstore. Right, yeah. So right outside the bookstore in the parking deck, that's what we were. Me and Will, and I don't even know if I want to say this on the podcast because I'm not trying to ruin no relationships, but I'm going to be, well, they know because we do every year. <laughs> so, so and and if you listening to this and you you went to North Carolina Central University, don't be trying to embark on our, on our, our schematic play. Exactly. Okay? So we typically start out at the student union. Yep. With Iota Phi Theta. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the boys. Uh, I, I'm not even going to, I was going to do something, but bro, they had jerk, grilled jerk chicken. And the, and the jerk ribs. Bro, they changed the game with that. Who else was doing that? They had, they had not only that, but they had salmon. They had burgers. They had, mm, I'm talking about you name it. So that's what we start off, right? Like, you know, you want to get, like that is the that that was one of the crown jewels. 
And then from there, you walk down the um the road and you you hit the um Omega Sci Fi fresh uh fish fry. Right on the side of the uh see, I that's how you know it's been a long time since we've been in college. Because <laughs> I don't even remember the names of the buildings no more. You just know but where right it was at. Side, the public uh, health building. Yeah, I, I don't know what the name of the college of the college of um behavioral um Lord, I should know this. I graduated from this college with my master's. So you're gonna bust out like you knew it. <laughs> the College of Behavioral Studies. That's what it was. Bro. Right yeah. in that parking so, lot. So the cues, man. Shout out to shout out to the cues. Always fine fish, man. Good guys. Um, shout and out then, to Topside. And then as you left there, you walk right next um right by the criminal justice building. And, right up the hill. Yep. And Groove Fire Groove. Always throwing down. Bro, shout out to Groove. First of all, I didn't even know what Groove Fire Groove was until th- th- I lied to you not. This is the honest to God truth. So we heard about Groove Fire Groove and they were thinking about bringing it back on campus at Central. Mm-hmm. And me and some of my friends was like, <laughs> bro, we could be the flyest jokers in Groove Fire Groove. It was like, yo, <laughs> we get together. We gonna change the game. We gonna be the first ones. We ain't gonna have to go through nothing. We're gonna enjoy our lives. Groove fire. So I was this close to thinking about being groove fire groove. I never knew that. Bro, they never came on campus either. <laughs> but you know, sometimes in life, when something is dangled in front of you, you can be tempted to take the easy way out. Because mm-hmm. as we know, Alpha was taking a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but you know, I was patient. I was patient. I never wanted to be groove fire groove. Um, but I had some friends who who just wanted the easy way out. And I, they almost convinced me to think yeah, about listen, it. Everybody want to belong. Hey, bro. So Groove Fire Groove is good. And then if you keep going, if you go right over by the football field, you start to get hit the alumni associations. Mm-hmm. You know, that's hit or miss because I don't know that many people. Um, but you usually just listen. smile. Hey, how's it going? Somebody, you know. Hey, hey honey, see- you ain't. Mm, ain't seen you in a while. Mm, that rib show do look good. Right. Because I, I can guarantee you by the time typically we make it to the Alpha tailgate, I usually don't even eat. Yeah, no. By by that time, I'm full. Yeah, I usually like don't even. We, we hit up all the other. So by the time we get there, it's just a party. And at that point, you just, uh, you just drinking, having a good time, catching up. But no, overall, homecoming was just... Homecoming is what is in like what the words entail right it's it's the opportunity to come home and feel like almost feel like a student again right like relive like your glory days in regards to like you know just the just the dumb things that you did as a student but also like the triumphs the mistakes the successes the achievements and yeah i think honestly and truthfully like that was one of the biggest um well amongst other things but like that was one of the biggest heartbreaks for me this year not being able to attend homecoming. Right. And then like, even on top of the fun, I think just the level of excellence, bro. When you see people Mm. come back and they're lawyers, they're doctors, doctors, like they own build, they own businesses. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about people working for professional, like NFL, like you just, anything that you can see or think of is there and they look like you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know. a lot of people talk about representation and how important that is 
it's nothing more like you can't leave homecoming and want to be average. Exactly. Once you just you talk to 10 people and you figure out what they've been doing, it will rejuvenate you mm-hmm. and get you get you completely, completely excited. And I think they did try to do an online homecoming. I don't know. It's, it, it's not the same. Cause even more so than just the connections, it's 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 almost like the spirit and feel that you get like being on the yard at that time. And especially like for those that um, are, you know, members of the Divine Nine, so the nine um, fraternity sororities that comprise the um, the Panhellenic Council. So after the football game, everybody migrates to the um, to the Greek Bowl. The Greek Bowl is literally in the middle of campus, and the Greek Bowl comprises, you know, the plots of all the nine fraternities and sororities, and it just becomes one huge party. And when I say party, I mean party. Uh, shout out to uh, one of our pro uh, profiles, DJ Mike Check. Listen, DJ Mike Check on the ones and twos, like just throwing the. You hear, uh, you know, back that thing up. Deltas uh, come out. You hear uh, down from my the alphas come out. You you hear pre boy swag. The Kappas come out. You know, Atomic Dog. The Q's. It's just it is such an invigorating experience. And I remember, so my fiance Ashley, she went to. Um, she went to the University of Delaware. And so like, I would always tell her about, you know, the, um, about Central. And one thing I love about Central, everybody knew everybody, right? Like Central is one huge family. And so I was joking with her when I, uh, you know, we were on our way down and I was like, yo, babe, like I'm low key famous at school. And she was, and she, you know, laughing at me like, yeah, all right. Okay. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm not playing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm low key famous. So she was like, okay. We get down there, I kid you not, Daryl. I remember we parked down um, past um, um, the law school. We walking up. We I'm talking about, we, I, we ain't even stuck foot on campus yet. Will, Will. And I'm like, who was that? And you know, like women, like they're like super protective. And it was just, again, it's just that feeling of being home and just reconnecting with old friends and just being able to embrace people that you spend you spend four years of hardship with right like because for anybody that's gone through college like those four years really change your life and and like help you determine what it is that you want to do so yeah man that 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 to me is by far like just one of the one thing that i would always cherish about our daryl ncc bro and i will say this i am glad and happy and I think they we were they were both still our girlfriends then. I'm not sure. But I was yeah. just like our fiancés, we took them to homecoming. And I'm mm-hmm. really excited that we did that because it may never look the same. At like all. with coronavirus and everything else going on in the world. But it, it's it's an adjustment, right? Because you know, me and Will was doing the most. Like y'all think we're doing the most now. We got all these podcasts, we got all these businesses. We was doing the same thing at Central. <laughs> like we were who we were before Alpha, right? Alpha Definitely. was just like an exclamation mark. And so yeah. we just knew so many people and we just made so many meaningful connections. And so going back, bro, like we talked about last episode being, what is it being celebrated and not tolerated? Yep. It's, it's such an amazing feeling. Like when mm-hmm. you, and that's the thing. So I have colleagues who are probably listening to this podcast and literally are getting to know who I am, mm-hmm. right? Because so many times, 
in predominantly white spaces, we're forced mm -hmm. to be a certain way to fit mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. You don't really get to see who we are, mm -hmm. right? And so seeing this dialogue between us as friends, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people listening in like, oh, wow. No, I, I never, know. I never, I never knew half of this. I never knew half of it, right? If it wasn't mm -hmm. for Will showing up to my Mr. Pharmacy pageant, nobody in pharmacy school would have known like, oh, Daryl strolls and steps. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you step? Oh my God. <laughs> like, it's a whole nother side of us that we, we don't even get to explore in our professional settings just because of the lack of diversity. And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you don't want to have to over explain every element of culture. Definitely. And so, so this is definitely a peak. So shout out to anybody who, who met us post undergrad and are, are joining us on this journey and trying to get to know a little bit more about who we are and kind of how, how we got to where we are now. You know, the one last aspect about our NCCA experience that I would love to share with our listeners, the camaraderie that you built with your professors. And, you know, granted at every school, you have one or two professors that, you know, you, you, you know, like they're, they're people that you reach out to every once in a while. But the one thing I love about my HBCU experience is like these professors literally become part of your extended family. And I cannot wait to take my son to campus and have my son meet like some of my professors, right? Because, and it's so gratifying to see them and they're just so excited for what you're doing in life. Like I remember um, a couple of years back, I went to Central because uh, I was asked to come do a speaking engagement. And I actually went to my old manager of my um, master's program. And she's, you know, just the loveliest lady you've ever met. But when I tell you they hold no bars, she was like, mm, girl, let me tell you about your man. He used to come to my office just crying, talking about some Mr. A Mrs. Anderson, I can't do this no more. And I was like, listen here, baby, you can do this. By all these people that came before you, you can do this. And, you know, just hearing that dialogue and like just feeling that warmth and like feeling how proud they are of you, right? Because, and you know, just again, just a quick like recap. Prior to 1965, most Black people went to HBCUs because we weren't allowed access to other institutions. And after, um, you know, the um, Board of Education, uh, Brown versus Board of Education verdict, a lot of Black people started going to, um, to PWIs. And, you know, HBCUs um, started becoming this place where, you know, if you couldn't really get in nowhere else, you went there. And so just to see people that, came from nothing, came from, you know, just wanting an opportunity in the world and were able to graduate from these amazing institutions and go make something of themselves and then come back and see that love and admiration that they have for you. Like, that's a feeling that honestly and truthfully, I can't, I can't explain. And it's, and it's crazy because we kind of, you kind of mentioned like, was it 1861? Uh, uh, 19... 1964. Uh, 1964, right? And it's it's crazy because we were kind of we we kind of mentioned we were talking about Cicely Tyson, and um, rest in peace to her, and we we're just talking about how we're not so far removed from things that we consider historical, mm -hmm. right? And so when you think about the 1960s and there being such a great need to provide education to black people 
that was like yesterday, right? Yeah. We we look at Cicely Tyson, who was born in 1924. Y'all, I don't, I don't think, I don't think people she, realize like, like this lady her, lived through the Great Depression. She lived through Jim, darn near, damn near Jim Crow. Lived through the Civil Rights era. Lived through the New Millennia, the dot com boom, the and to to die in the age of covid and so yeah i think to daryl's point really like we are literally living living through history and the things that you know we read in history books that you know 10 15 50 years from now students are going to be reading we're not too far removed from that mm-hmm. yeah so shout out to hbcus man we we're, we're definitely we're we're definitely advocates of hbcus We've went to predominantly white institutions, and I'm not I'm not against them. We've we've made some great connections. We've had some amazing resources, mm-hmm. but but there's no place like home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to North Carolina Central University. We're gonna you're gonna probably hear a lot of stories about our experience there because that's where we really found ourselves, right? Definitely. I went to Central when I was 17. Mm. I didn't even know me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now looking 10, 11 years, those 11 years later, those are some of the best years of my life, man. So I think I'm actually, I think just just the experience and the wealth of what we went through at Central was interesting um, enough for the, today's episode. Um, I'm actually probably going to title this episode 1040 Break. Um, I hope you guys rock with the experience. Continue to rock with us as we continue um, to bring you great content, give us feedback, comment on our posts on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars is the, the magical number. Download those episodes. And we definitely appreciate you guys. Um, but we got a lot of content coming your way. So keep rocking with your boys and we'll keep rocking with you. Um, and by now, we hope you know this is definitely more than just another podcast. Peace. Peace. This podcast was brought to you by Optical Illusions Photography and Media. Let us capture your best moments in the perfect way.